Welcome, everyone, to the podcast once again. I'm here with Emmanuel Magambo, who's been on the podcast a couple times before. Emmanuel, welcome. We're glad to hear from you again. Today, we're going to be looking at a specific topic, and that's the topic of community development. And this is something that Emmanuel has been thinking a lot about. He's had a lot of experience in, and I look forward to hearing some of the wisdom he's gained over the years in this area that he will share with us. So to start, uh, Emmanuel, can you just remind the listeners who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then you can also tell us why you're passionate about this topic of community development. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Anthony, for the welcome and the, the opportunity to share again on this podcast. I am Emmanuel Magambo and I am a, a pastor in the Pentecostal Assemblies of God in Uganda, and I'm in one of the local congregations at the same time, also on the on the team that leads the churches in our region. And my interest in community development, actually, it, it did start when our congregation and our region of churches started getting involved in community development, especially with the Christian Reformed Church. Specifically at that time, it was Christian Reformed World Relief Committee, something like that. And so, in, and that's way back in 2007, 2008, this is to be specific. And then along the way, so I continue to study a lot and what, on what the Bible says about community development, especially in the area of the church reaching out to its community. And then I also got involved, I would actively get involved in what we were doing with the, with the, with the CRWRC, which later on became World Renew. And, and as a result of the study of the scriptures and also what others have said about community development, I saw the essential part of it in the ministry. And so that's where my passion for community development developed, came along. All right. Thank you very much. Let's begin by looking a little bit at your context, which is the country of Uganda. Um, mm -hmm. how, how do Christians in Uganda tend to look at community development or what what do they see it as? And uh, what, who, who do they think should be doing it? And um, yeah, how, how does the how do local churches understand community development? What's the the general view? So don't just look at your your own church, but generally in the country, how how is community development understood? Okay, yeah, uh, what I see and observe in Uganda is that the community development is normally seen as social work, like he, the church reaching out to help the poor out of poverty or out of the circumstances that can keep them in a poverty. And things like he, helping people to improve on the hygiene around them, the sanitation, the things that he make life uncomfortable, yeah, it's like the, the church looks at the community development as doing that. But also, in addition to that, it's also a lot looked at, yes, 
looking at all those aspects I've mentioned, but also looking at it as a, a program, a program that the church does maybe as a more or less as a project, a, a project that is programmed and maybe with a budget to it and with somebody usually footing up or paying up the budget and paying up the costs for that. So it's it's something usually the church does because it, it, it is the it, 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 it is it has help from outside from my observation because you see a lot of it in churches and usually also on the institutional level usually they see community development or that social work is seen on an institutional level but the church doing something around it to to lessen the effect of those other vices that i, I just mentioned okay so that's a good uh, summary of the local view in Uganda. Um, what for for yourself as a pastor and someone who's been taking part in community development programs and uh, and worked with the church in this area? What would be your personal view that might be a little bit different from that general view in Uganda? How do you see community development? How do you see that it should be done? by a local church or how, how is a local church to be engaged in community development or it shouldn't be? What is your your own view? Okay, I would agree with the, the, what the rest of the church look at like having community development as a way to help people move them, move them to a better condition to something that changes like he mentioned about out of poverty, poor living conditions, I would agree with that, that he, that's what he's involved in, in community development. Yeah, but also along the way, I have, I have come to be more, of, more convinced, more convinced that community development is not what the church, whether a local church or the institution the denomination like we have in PLG or other denominations, there are many in Uganda, it's not what the church does for the people or to the people, but it, it's something that the church maybe does with the people, basically with the intention of helping them to discover the potential that is in them and in the resources around them, such that, that, such that he, he, even when the church, let's say, is not there that some of the people are able to move. So it's, that's another, I think, shift that I feel very strongly in me. And uh, I see that sometimes it's different differently. Then also- Wait, before, we, you, before you go on, can you give us yes. some examples of that first one? I think you said, so, you said mm -hmm. the church is doing development with people rather than for people, if I heard you correctly. Um, can you- Give some examples maybe to explain what you mean by the difference. Yeah, the, the difference is, is like, yeah, yeah, sometimes, like, let's say in the church, you may find there are some people who are, uh, let's say, who have very little income. Let me say those who are maybe do not have enough money, they are not able to 
get enough money to pay for school fees or for medication. Yeah, sometimes the temptation for the church to do is to write maybe a proposal and have some funds where these people can come and they are they are, they are given their help with that with, 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 with the money to be able to meet some of those problems. Those are quite rare cases, but the difference would be is that instead of doing that, it would be maybe it may be maybe yes. Even when that fund is there, it would be better if that fund is coming from the people themselves and they are being helped to see how much they can get when they are working with their own man and hands, but with their own hands and the little resources that may be around them that they can be multiplied. But also the experience is that when it's okay, the church may say, we have maybe this fund and people can access it if you want to go and do business, small business, you come and take it. And then people come, go, go and take it. But usually what happens, they don't they are not able to bring back the money because they've not been helped to to, to, to be able to see their potential and to use their, their potential. But they see this money as being dished out to them in a way I'm using the word maybe dishty so much maybe more strongly and more negatively. But what I mean it's something to to do with them or, or help them really be able to do it than to do for them. When we do for them or when the church does for them, or in that case in the institution, you find that really development getting out of those bad conditions that doesn't help in instant people just get dipped into those terrible conditions. Okay, thank you. Now you, I interrupted you. You're going to share, I think, a second way your view is different from the general view. Yeah, my second, my second view is to do with the motivation, with the motivation or what empowers the chat to do this, the church's involvement. We, what, what should we cause the church to be involved? Uh, uh, my view is that for the church to be involved, it needs to be discipled to that extent where it is able to reach out to people in these bad conditions and to improve, to, help, to, to move them out of them as the, a result of them being motivated and empowered by the relationship that they share with Christ, that they share with God. And he, but in general terms, the church involves, it, it gets involved usually. Yes, sometimes they can see the need and assess them, but mainly they move, the church will move out to do something with the poor because somebody is offered or there is availability of funds. Like you say, okay, yeah, maybe some other person says we have a very bit of this fund can you do this yeah we, whether, whether it's on a, a small scale in the local church also on a bigger scale with the institution it, the involvement does not seem to be motivated and empowered by a living relationship with christ and to me that i think it gets to challenges mainly looking at how the church in the book of acts was responding to the needs of the people around them and with what they have, you, you find that he, it's not so much the motivation and the empowerment for the church in Uganda. 
Yeah, that's a quite a strong statement that we might need to unpack a little bit more. Um, Okay, okay. but uh, I, I hear what you're saying that sometimes the motivation. Uh, could I say that sometimes the motivation is that the church also wants to benefit from the project, or you're not not quite saying that. Yeah, yeah, that one, yeah, that one actually is so, so true. Much as I had not mentioned that, but also comes in that, that you find that the motivation here now is not simply to help the people out, but also for the child to benefit, to benefit from it. And, and, and yeah, that is true. I would agree with that to that the involvement, Okay, so the motivation. yeah, so what you were saying before was not that then. So what you were saying before was that um, the church has the motive to help when the money is there from a project, but you're saying when the money is not there from a project, they may not have the motive to, to help? Yeah, they it's it's like they may see the needs around them, but they, the church feels incapacitated, not able to to do to, to to do anything towards it, and so usually even when they see the when the church sees the needs around, it will think of writing a project proposal, and it's such that when they see so, so you find that like like I. I know in a certain number of a number of congregations that have, uh, let's say, that, that have uh, children ministry, children ministry on a, a very large scale. They have, they have children ministry on a large scale, but in those children, that children ministry is being usually sponsored from outside, and even the children would be referred to as children. belonging to that other outside the development partner and yet sometimes and if so the church even are not seen to belong to this to the to the to the church where they belong where somebody else is let's say providing for them so they are referred to as children of of of, of, of partner instead of belong to the church and yet sometimes The church could even be able to do something towards those children, and you find the church has no ch children ministry amongst it, and yet you have this large children project that is being sponsored elsewhere. Okay, so yeah, that's making sense to me now what you're saying. Um, Mm. so you're saying that a lot of times churches are are seeing the needs, uh, but they may feel like there's not much they can do to to address those needs unless they get money from a grant or a donor. Um, can you give an example, a positive example of a church that you've seen doing it differently, where they They do have the motive of helping because of their experience of the love of, of Christ and, you know, what you mentioned in the book of Acts. Um, do you have some uh, positive examples that you could share with us of churches who are doing it that way? And then the second part of my question is, how do you help churches to start having that that motive um you know, of experiencing the love of Christ and helping. What is the right uh, right way to bring about that change? Yeah, what's the right way to bring about that change? I think that's where I would want to begin before 
looking at a, a specific example of what we are trying to help churches having the right to, uh, the right model of, uh, of of the church or community development is actually having an approach of holistic discipleship to the church, such that he, before we think of the church, let's say doing a project, it's the, the church and not only the leadership, we not, not only the leadership, but the members of the congregations are trained on holistic on, on holistic discipleship, looking at the looking at the fact that he, people are poor, not get, not because they don't have the money or the resources, but because of a maybe a, a poor relationship, a bad relationship with work, with nature, with with people with, with people around it, and then all the different relationships that have been affected. So that's what we are trying to to do. And we, and, and we don't do it like it's independent, but we have other uh, friends that come alongside with the tools, with tools, let's say, yeah, some of the tools you are aware of, like helping without hurting in Africa or truth-centered, because we find that not those ones, truth-centered transformation, because this come to the core of holistic discipleship, that people are not poor for lack of resources, but people are poor for lack of relationships and the different relationships. Then, when it comes to exam, when it comes to examples, yeah, we have a, a few congregations that will do whatever little they have. They will struggle. They will struggle maybe to 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 to, to teach the relation the congregation that maybe we have these orphans and vulnerable children. What are we doing towards me? It could be doing like their top up, they to top up their their school fees. We have schools that are public schools, but as they do that, as the children also grow, they help them to do to, to do some income generating project. Of course, also this depends on how is the now this young person, this teenager being helped to do this small project at home, such that he only doesn't look at the the top up. For his fees or for uniform and books, something like that. There are congregations that are doing that. Great. Thank you very much. Um, as you're talking about you know the motives of the, the churches and um some of them are waiting to do anything until they get a grant or donor from maybe a Western country, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um Let's look at the, those contributions from Western churches in North America, Europe, South Korea, China, others that maybe are, are helping in, in Uganda and other African countries. Mm -hmm. Maybe let's look at it in, in two levels. Let, let's first start with what you've seen, and then later we'll go into what you hope to see. Um, so let's begin. Okay. What have you seen with how different organizations and churches contribute money, people, resources to community development in Uganda? And mm -hmm. how how has it been done? Has it been empowering the church to, to work together with their community for development? Has it been mm -hmm. not really so helpful but not unhelpful or has it caused harm in some ways 
you know, you can answer as long as it, as you need, but we're, we'd like to learn from your wisdom in that area, what you've seen so far. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that question. Yeah, what I've seen with the the contribution of funds from the more developed countries to our developing country is that in some way these resources have been helpful. And helpful in which way, like building the capacity of the churches and the church leaders to be able to think, let's say, of resources, let's say, of thinking of resources in terms that are understandable by international standards. Take, for example, things like needs assessment, because in, in our context in Uganda, it easily is one would just wake up and say, I think we should do this because people are like that. People are poor like this. So we should do this to help them. But with the coming of Western contribution of funds, we are helped to go through trainings that build our capacity to where we can be understood, where a church leader and different people can be understood beyond their local congregation, our local contexts. I think that has been very helpful. On the other hand, where I have found it not that helpful is that the Usually, it comes the, the 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 help comes in. Sometimes not finding the where the local congregation is, because you find that maybe the local congregation the capacity of it to 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 see the the use the potential of the resources like we mentioned, and because the church itself is in a poor context, and then without understanding the context in which it is. A few people who are educated and professionals will be trained. You see, you can do ABCD. You can do these things to help your community. And when they bring in the money, that is above the capacity of the local congregation. And as a result, it brings out misunderstanding because if we ourselves in, in the church are poor, then why are you telling us you are partnering with us and giving us this money to go and help other poor people? when we are also equally poor. So sometimes, and I know some development partners have tried to understand the context, but that has not yet come out well to start where the congregation is and be able to help it reach out to, or to even to understand, yes, to understand that as a congregation, we may be poor, but maybe there are others who are poorer than us, who are worse than that, than us. And then also the other aspect of that is that uh, normally the development partners with who are be like the agents of the resources from the West will come to the place where there is some capacity, let's say to a diocese or to or to a pastorate in terms of our PAG churches. And then there they can find people maybe with degrees with and such that uh, when it operates at that level down in the local congregation, it looks like any other NGO. So it's like this, the church has the intention of helping the poor and building the capacity of the church, but in one way or another, they are working just like any other NGO in the community. And so in the end, it brings 
not so good relationship between the, the local congregation and the community, presumably it is helping, but remember now the helping of the community is coming from the top and sometimes suffocating the local church down in the village. In the village, I, I'll, I'll be able to, I would be happy for any clarification if I'm not maybe being clear anyway. For some, if there are any clarification or questions, that I would be happy for that, Anthony. Yeah, I'd like to understand more about the top-down approach that you're talking about um, so that uh, an organization is working through a denomination or a diocese, you said, or it could be a, a local development organization attached to a diocese or a pastorate or something like that. You said that's more of a top-down um, is mm -hmm. and, and that can cause problems, but have you seen other ways that it could be done that would cause less problems? So I know that part of the reason maybe for doing that would be for people with the capacity to write reports and do financial accountability and, um, you know, working with established leadership structures in the area rather than bypassing those leadership structures. So yeah, I'm just, I'd love to hear more from you about why you think that's problematic and how it might be done differently. Yeah, I, I think where it can be done differently, because like I mentioned, yeah, that capacity building for us, uh, uh, that capacity building is very helpful. And it easily starts on the top, on our leadership on the top. But uh, if, the, if the top, let's say, the diocese or the pastorate, will see that its relevance is what happens in the local congregation, such that even when you have that... Uh, a top arrangement to make sure that the work is organized and structured, but he also realized the emphasis that he, if this is going to be the church reaching to its community, then it has to be the local church. I think maybe, of course, sometimes what I've observed in some discussions I've been involved in is that we have a misunderstanding of what church is. Yeah, many people think when we are working with PAG and we have signed a memorandum of understanding with PAG, then we are working with the church. And yet, I, I, to, me, to me, I see that if it's the church, then it's the local church. So we cannot say we are strong, we are very much, we have a good relationship on the top, if this relationship cannot trickle down to the church. So it would be good both the partners and then the key leaders in the denomination who are leading this your program normally our denomin different denominations would have somebody in charge of this development work would realize that their relevance is the is measured in the in in, in the local congregation at one time actually in one meeting i asked some of our our partners and i asked them that yes we've been doing this program for the last 14 years can we look at it in terms of the building of the capacity of our local congregations has it helped the congregations to understand this ministry this holistic ministry and itself growing and usually when you get there you realize a lot of money has been spent and a lot of work has been done a lot of reports have been written but when you go down to the real where the where the rubber is supposed to touch the tarmac, you find that he, not much has happened 
maybe much harm has been done. So maybe that's another thing that we have to think about, see it, what we think, what is the connection between this community development and the local church. Development partners, whether in a different certain old church, normally for them, when they have the report, we budgeted for this and it was done. We budgeted, we wanted to do these activities, we accomplished them. They think that's all, but for me, I feel a, a little bit, I, I feel that he, I have failed if there is this success that it can be explained based on how much money has been spent and how much work has been done. But if that work cannot be reflected in the, the growth of the local church, especially in relationship to community development, I think would not have succeeded as a church. Yeah, thank you. Those are very important things for us to reflect on. I um, mm -hmm. still want to push you a little bit to to be more specific um, so that we can we can think this through together. How mm -hmm. might it look like then to build the capacity of the local church? Would uh, would you see a development partner organization working directly with a local church? Or would it be that they're still working with the higher leadership structures like the bishops and the denominational leaders and so forth. Um, but that part of the programming was designed in such a way that it would involve local churches more. I'm just trying to understand more of what it, what it might look like to have the focus that you're talking about. Do you have some ideas of how that could be done? Yeah, I think the way it, it has to be done is like uh, development partners, yeah, they can uh, development partners work on the work on the level of the top at the top, but uh, with the in, in those arrangement of the flow of funds and the accountability that it has a good structure on the top. But now when it comes to the real community development, I think the local people within the country maybe would go down better to know within the localities they could work with the with with the pastors and 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 and, and people maybe now working with them as staff like i'm not saying that the pastors should become community development staffs but like but but like to see that the congregation itself is being Trained and is being motivated into this, is taking up that responsibility, helping the local congregation to take responsibility. And I think that is more the that that's more possible with the local people than development partners, let's say on the national level, because I don't know, say the development partners from outside Uganda and even those who have who are experts, professionals in development they really do not understand the different contexts that the different churches might be. Even a church, let's say, in Kampara, a church in an urban place like in Barara, it has a different context from a church in, in, a, rural, in a rural place, in a rural place. And, 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 yet all those, and yet all those have to be at the, the level where they are they can be involved in this ministry. So I would think it works more when the development 
partners, yes, engage with the denominational leaders, but when it comes to real holistic work, when it comes to real community development, if it is to be called, if it's to be connected with the church, then the local church becomes helped and engaged by the people who understand it. Let me try to paraphrase what what it sounds to me like you're saying and tell me if that's correct or not, if I've understood okay. you well. Um, mm -hmm. It sounds like instead of a big project that is done disconnected from local churches, are you mm -hmm. saying that you would like to have the primary focus of these development projects to be empowering local churches to reach out themselves? Am I getting that right or wrong? Yeah, you, you, yeah, you are totally, you are getting it right. Such that if even every a project is to grow, it grows with the capacity of the church and its community, the church and its community. Take, for example, if the church is the help to see the, 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 the need, let's say to do waste management, to do waste management, instead of sparing uh, dustbins, you know, well-colored dustbins from Kampala and then bring them to the church to distribute them in the community, let, let the church in the community see, okay, what can we do to, to, to do an assortment of waste management in our vicinity? Because usually with development work, it would be saying, okay, you need development here, you can you do this. So then you are you you maybe you go make these sophisticated dustbins, bring them to the community, and you can even write them on the name PHG, but you see it has some kind of foreignness in it. So I do what I would think that it would be better to make this this intervention grow within the grow within the community, like I just mentioned. And, and, and that comes with the working and teaching. And what I've observed when the congregation, whether rural, literate, semi-illiterate, when they come across the scriptures and, and, and they are, you are learning the scriptures together, some people get up to, oh, we, we can do this. We are able to do this. We don't have much, but we can do a we, we, can, we can do something. So to emphasize here is the need for the project to grow with the people where they are, instead of bringing something that like washes away or makes like what they were doing was primitive or not. It's better they grow with this something and it gets sort of improved, improved again and again, but with them and where they are. So it sounds like you're saying that, um, you know, the money would not, to use your example of waste management, the money in the project, let's say a certain amount of money was raised for the project. The money is not going to be spent on buying the rubbish bins to send to the local churches. Maybe the money is spent on people who go and teach the churches. Is am I getting is that is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, go to teach them where that is necessary, but sometimes the people even themselves would teach them without necessarily something from outside. Would okay. there be a need for contribution? Yes, but it would be contributed in a way 
people have initiated something and they are doing it, they, are, they can do it with or without help. Then can someone make a contribution towards that? I think that I know that would require a lot of discernment. Where can we, where is contribution needed? Where do we live as in, according to the availability of funds? But uh, also because also the teaching, because sometimes the teaching, the payment of someone, let's say, to go and teach them, many times it brings this personnel, it brings in that kind of expertism, and then it brings in a, a, a relationship of dependence, because we have very many programs within PhD that sometimes at one time they seem to boom and to be, they have a good story as long as there is somebody who is paying for them, who is paying for the monitoring and the evaluation and all that. But when that somebody is not there, whether this program has, has taken four or five years, when it's gone, and you ask yourself, where did the, where did the fire go? So in many times when these programs are being done, when projects are being planned, they'll say, okay, plan with an exit strategy. And somehow it's articulated, you find that like there is an exit strategy, but you come to the time of exit. And remember, these are things really being done by experts in community development. So you wouldn't say they did not think much through the exit strategy, they think. But I think because of the nature of it, it's not favorable to the to the to the church and the community, you find that even this exit strategy, which was talked about a lot during the planning, you come towards the exit and you really don't see it. You know, to me, those are some of the questions that have kept me asking why is this over the years, over the years. I, I, those questions, I can't say that I have all the answers to all the questions, but I, I think someone has to answer those questions whether in the near future or whatever time, yeah. Okay. Um, and it, what you're talking about is going to be careful about expertise, expert, expertism, like it's, people coming in as experts, and, you, and we want to be careful of also giving too many handouts because we want the the local church to be driving the effort to care for their community. But if we are thinking about those things, what do you think the place is for financial contributions from, let's say, churches in other countries who want mm -hmm. to help? Like, um, let's imagine I have a church in Michigan um, in the U.S. and they have extra money to give away. They're doing well. They want to be generous and help their brothers and sisters in Christ in Uganda. Mm -hmm. What and and they give money financially through an organization to help in Uganda. Mm -hmm. How how should that money be used, and be used in a way to avoid that, you know, relying on the experts and avoid making churches dependent. We want, like you said, the church to be driving the effort to care for their community. How can that money be used to build the capacity of local churches? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you can give us some principles. You can give us some examples, um, ideas that you have. Like, just help us, those who are listening, to picture what you're saying. How can that money be used well in partnership with with churches in Uganda? Mm -hmm. I think two things, or two or three things that I would say here. One is that many times when you look at the 
touches in the waste. Let, let me mention about to uh, I think CRRRC because uh, like I think in one of the podcasts I mentioned how much I've learned from them. Well, it would like to take, for example, a local CRRRC church. It will realize that the way it does community development or whether they call it mercy ministry, whatever terminology term they may use towards that. Yeah, the way they do it, you realize that, that it's not the way the work in Uganda is supported. And uh, so because the, the, key, the, the way to work to do that, it would have been maybe leaders within the Western church. This is an idea. We leaders within the Western church maybe were called to mission work, to work with the congregations and to know where they are and then to be able to bring them to the level like how does the church, let's say in America, understand master ministry? And, 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 and yes, now, because the need in Africa is big, you can't have all, you can't have leaders, let's say from America, being able to work with every congregation. So it means that somehow, somewhere, we can't avoid the, the experts who come and where the West is going to trust our funds are put in this organization or in this church mission and they are able to look after it. But then would the principles be able to trickle down to say yes, because this is what we are as a church in the in US and this is the way we understand mass ministry. And somehow, if we are doing mission work in Uganda, this is the way the, the principles that the church in 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 Kabale should be using to do master ministry or community development. So when you look at it, there isn't really a, an answer that is black and white because it's it's it, it one place one place will differ from another. But I, I'm looking at that whereby especially the church doing my master ministry, how do we help it to do that? Whether directly, which may be hard because of the need, which is big, or through experts or people who are somehow uh, able to understand the, both the mission field and all that. And, and then I think somehow that one could bring us, bring us to where the church in Uganda is not doing mass ministry simply on the institutional level, much as that may be helpful. But he's actually doing it at the, the the way that pleases Jesus Christ, the way that pleases God, because these people are doing it out of love. So when you look at it, it's more than the money being poured out. Yeah, thank God for ministries that help the training. Because I think even what I'm able to say, I'm able to say because somehow the, the church in the West has poured, yes, in training and, and people are sent out people to be able to some of the things I have learned them as I interacted with ministries from the West. So let's try to take an, a, another example. We looked at waste management, but let's look at something else like, uh, let's say, wells, boreholes. Uh, let's mm -hmm. say that people in Western churches want to help Ugandans to have clean and safe water to drink. Mm -hmm. 
Now, one way they could do that would just be to come and start digging wells. But mm. if they are going to do that differently and do it through also empowering the local church and empowering their ministry, do, do you have any idea what that might look like? I know I'm putting you on the spot, so it's okay if you say, I don't know, but, <laughs> yeah. but um, I'm just wondering, I'm trying to think through the, the, the principles you're sharing and trying to think about how that would work in, in practice. And you can use a different example if you don't want to use the wells, but I'm just yeah. trying to think yeah. about what should the money, the money itself, what should that yeah. be used for? Should the money be used for, um, for training people in different things? Should the money be used to buy assets and resources, like in the case of well drilling yeah. to help people dig wells? Like, uh, yeah, just how, how can that money be used? And at the same time, that money is being given generously. At the same time, the local churches are being built up and their mercy ministries are being built up. And they're mm -hmm. they're getting more and more motive to care for the poor because of the love of Christ. Okay, yeah. Thank you for that observation. Yeah, because also, like you say, the church now in the West can come and maybe build more holes through a project, and that would still be a blessing to the people in that community to get the clean clean water. But if it really want, if the church really wanted to do it in the church, maybe the other question that would be asked. With the church in that community, does this church maybe through which you want to do this, or the church in this community has it got a relationship with this community? Uh, is the church going to be involved, let's say, in the maintenance of the borehole or in some kind of repair in the borehole? How is it going to be involved with the people in the community in the in this community? To, so that relationship between the church and the community and being part because the church is not just is, is not just a, let's say to look at that this is being helpful to the community the church is also in the community so I think the two things would be there they can do the church the donor church the donor church the partner church can build whole boreholes and people are still blessed by it, by having clean water. But if there is that interest with the church, what can be done within this church? Yes, the funding is there, the boreholes are, bore are built, but the church has been brought to steward, that you are not only stewarding this borehole, or this good thing for the, but you are stewarding the various relationships in the community. Such that even the borehole is part of the, the whole, the, the, the holistic, kind of ministry that the church should be more involved in. Yeah, let me let me put you on the spot again. <laughs> I just I was wondering if you if you were hearing from a church in the United States that they wanted to work with churches um, in your your district, let's say. And they have a uh, hundred thousand dollars that they're going to give, and you are to help guide them on what process to follow to think about how that money should be used. Uh, what are some of the yeah w ways to get started, and even thinking about how to 
who to talk to and how to help, how to work with the local church to use that money for the best benefit possible. I know that's a big question, but any any few principles that you can share to guide people on like some of the things to think about in, in such a case be helpful. Mm, okay. Yeah, like you say, it's a big question because it would also depend on what church in the U.S., what does the church in U.S. believes on that? But with all thought through, yeah, yeah, I would think that, yeah, maybe the availability of, let's say, whatever amount of dollars is available, I think should not be leading the way in what the church should do. Yeah, this church, if it has, a, it has to begin with somewhere understanding this. But because sometimes when somebody says, I have this money to do this, you yeah, maybe it would have come out still of a conversation because there is a lot that one can do even with a thousand dollars. And again, that a lot would depend on the the vision and the working and, and, and the goals of this, like, like what I've said about community, what I've said about community development, maybe many of other colleagues would do say it differently maybe yeah there are things that would appear abstract to others and there are other people's ideas that would appear abstract but uh normally any 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 church any pastor who is leaning towards that looking at the holistic ministry would know the most vulnerable points in the congregation but in most i mean in the congregation and in the community but most so would also realize where can this maybe be done in a way of capacity building, not necessarily teaching, but maybe as the as as as, as a seed for multiplication, as the a seed for multiplication. There are various things like that, and then sometimes, many times, when somebody said that, like to me. I would want to engage some of the people there. It's, it, I, I, would, I would want to engage some of the people I work with, maybe in the local congregation, if it's on the local congregation, or at the pastorate level, if it's on the pastorate, the diocese level, I'd like to engage them. So I would think that if somebody said, I have this, the, the, it has to be which part of the conversation are you in? Where do, we, where do, we, where do you start? Is it at the local? Or it, it again depends also on what the amount of funding that would be. Yeah, thank you. I don't know whether you really answered that. <laughs> yeah, good enough. It was a hard question. Um, yeah, yes. Another question I have is based on how a lot of Western organizations have different focuses. And you may mm -hmm. have noticed this, that there are a lot of mission organizations that they're usually called, they can be called different things, but mission organizations where they might do more direct work with pastors and churches and theological education and, mm -hmm. and church planting. Uh, and then other, other organ Western organizations, which are more focused on sponsoring children or agriculture or healthcare or business mm -hmm. and so forth. And mm -hmm. do you, 
what do you think of that? Do you think it's good for those different organizations to keep a particular focus either on building the capacity of church leadership or these other kind of community development interventions? Or do you think that they should be trying to do both? I'm just curious to know what, what you think, because you've seen a lot of different organizations for all different kinds of churches. Do you think mm -hmm. that kind of focus is helpful and strategic or not helpful? Again, again, I'm talking in terms of the church and community development. For the church and the community development, I see that he, I think sometimes that division is also not helpful. The division of this, let's say, pastoring and teaching, and then the this one maybe doing children work with the vulnerable and they, they say that division of the, I don't know what we would call infective, it, 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 sometimes it even trickles down badly in some of our language. So you hear like you come to a meeting and they're saying, this is ministry, this is development. And while on a larger scale, I would understand it. But now when it comes to, let's say, to church ministry, it confuses me when you say, this is for ministry, this is for development. And yet I also appreciate that some people emphasize this other idea, which would call development in quotes, and others emphasize that. So it becomes a, 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 a not really a dilemma because it can be solved, yeah, maybe in leadership development. How do we bridge that gap? We see that when we are talking of when we are talking of ministry, we are talking of all because sometimes we separate them in the training and the, in the funding like that. And even when you come down to the local church, it's actually separated. They say those are the development people, those are the ministry people, and which I have found not very helpful. Let me share with you one of the things that. Um one of my opinions and I see whether you agree or disagree and it's okay to disagree um, mm -hmm. that I think you can do community development focusing on um, healthcare, agriculture and so forth. But I, I would think that if you focus on training pastors and teaching scripture and equipping both church leaders and church members in, in scripture and um, growing in their relationship with God and knowledge of God's word and theology, that that also results in community development through even one of the things you mentioned, through um, the local mercy ministries of the church. As, as people grow mm -hmm. in Christ, as they grow in Christ, they also will go out and change their community. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I would do agree with that. And what comes to mind again, again, it's our tool. It's the it's, the tool, let's say, in TLT, Timothy Leadership Training, because we find that if like as a pastor, I take up uh, it's one of the, when we are training, like we are training leaders, but you see that the package is if it is carried on 
then it has an aspect, it, it would cover all the aspects of, of both what would, the, 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 the spiritual development of the people and even the massive ministry will like, in the, I don't want to go into the details of that. So I would agree with that too, yeah. All right, Magambo, I think we're about out of time here. Maybe you can just share anything else that you're hoping to share about community development in this episode that maybe you didn't get a chance to yet. Uh, any any last words of wisdom to share and then we'll close our time. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much for this time and to be able to share. But really what, uh, like we may, we say that we use the word, the word community development, but in my own life and ministry, and even the church, which I am part of, I look forward to that time when, let's say, community development or master ministry will not be looked at as the what the leaders are doing, or will not just be looked at from the opinion of the leaders and what the leaders are reporting about it, but that it can really be experienced in the local churches, whether they are few, whether it's a congregation of 50, that it is able to do the holistic work in its community around it without any regret, and even without saying, when we get money, we'll do this, when we get this, we'll do this, but being able to do, to, to be able to, to do what we see is shouting at us to do with what we have, and then when the resources multiply, then we kind of expand also. That's what I really look forward to, whether for a small congregation of 50, a big, medium congregation of 200 members, a bigger congregation of 1,000 members, that it can really be that like, so that even when people are reaching out, they feel that love, yeah, we've done what God called us to do. And it's like that it's not simply a program or, or a project that we are doing, but it's the ministry that we are doing. So I look forward to that time when this thing we've called community development today, every local church can look at it as the ministry that we are called to do. That sounds great to me. Thank you very much, Magambo. We'll close our time here. I've enjoyed listening to your ideas. Thank you for sharing with the listeners, and we hope people will put them into practice. Amen. Amen. Thank you.